This is Diapers and Disciples, Episode 3. On Diapers and Disciples, we're talking about living out the Great Commission as a mom. I'm Amber O'Hearn, and today I'm chatting with Kim Castle of Bless This Tiny House. She shares about God's providence in her family's life, tiny house living, and being stewards of the gifts God has given us. Thanks so much for listening in, and here's my chat with Kim. Kim, thanks so much for joining me again today. I'm glad to be here. Thank you, Amber. Yes, we kind of had a funny experience last time we did the recording, and then it took us a little bit to get situated this time, but we are ready to go. So yeah. last time we were doing the recording, we were trying to do it uh, when you were in your uh, tiny house, which was yes. fun. Uh, but now you're you're actually at the library, so our internet connection's a little bit better, and we should mm-hmm. be a little a little clearer. So, <laughs> to start things off, you and your husband and your two kids, and your dog, right? Or do you have dogs. two dogs? Or one dog. Two dogs. dogs. Mm-hmm. Okay, and your dogs. You guys live in how many square feet? Two hundred sixty-seven square feet. Okay, <laughs> and can you walk us through how exactly this happened? How it happened, um, it was really about, uh, it was about God guiding it. It really, we can't take like, oh, it was my great idea. I have no, I can, there's no credit I can really take. It was really, um, prayer led. Um, we found that God wanted us to homeschool and in order to make that happen, there were all these pieces that had fall, had to fall into place, um, including being a one income family rather than a two income family so that I'd have time to homeschool, um, balancing finances so that we were in charge of them rather than, you know, your finances can so easily rule you and your decisions, but in order to be in charge of our decisions so we could do things like homeschool and travel and adventure, we had to be more in control of our finances. So we just started praying and God provided a way, which meant that um, we would do away with our mortgage and um, entire house, downsize to we went from 2,000 square feet to 267 and um he just turned everything upside down and was so faithful and how how he could see that vision I cannot even imagine if I'd been informed you know when we started praying for a way to homeschool that this was what was what our life would look like I would have been like how would how can we do that but God figured it out right that's that's amazing so um so walk, take us back. So you were in this 2,000 square foot house and mm-hmm. um, the conversation came up that you wanted to homeschool. That's kind mm-hmm. of how this all started. Mm-hmm. And then um, it was just because um, you had mentioned you needed then to be a one income family. So one of you could stay mm-hmm. home and homeschool. Um, yeah. So then did you jump right away into looking at tiny houses or, or what happened with that? Yeah, I was a wedding photographer and um, to put that aside was a challenge for me because it was running my own successful business and it was something I loved doing. But um, um, in order to homeschool, you know, I had to have my time. But financially, putting that aside wasn't really something that was going to work. So it really didn't start with just looking at tiny houses. It started with um, looking at numbers. How are we going to make it manage this with um, our budget. So I called right, uh, my husband. He was, we both had gone to college together and had four year degrees, but he was going to grad school and he was five years in and he had two years left. So that was like a, a debt that was really, really, um, you know, growing over the, over time. 
but we didn't we didn't know exactly what it was. So I called the you know student loan people and said. We know Ryan has two years left, but if he stopped today, what would the first bill be? What would that first, um, those numbers be? And it was bigger than our mortgage. It was like $1,400. Oh so, so we were like, how could I quit my job? And then, you know, that doesn't, it's not, it, it seemed more like we needed another, like a third income. <laughs> so, right. um, so, but, but it was cool that it was blatantly, bigger than our mortgage was like we have a mortgage bill and that's big and we have this oncoming this bill that's we're gonna have in two years that's just it's bigger than the mortgage so how can we handle two enormous bills how could we do what we could probably manage one really big bill so then it was then then we're thinking well how do we get rid of our mortgage so we were praying that god will fill that need he's like our our father and he um mm. he provides for us in amazing ways so to pray that he would provide for our mortgage was like at the time anybody would think that's a crazy prayer how can you just expect god to do that um but it was just kind of a faith-filled prayer that we thought well god if you can manage you know how we can live in a house or have a house with no mortgage that's our prayer and so um Wow. I think that's just so beautiful to pray, to pray for something so big like that. You know, I think we yeah. can sometimes feel, I know for myself, um, you know, when you face struggles, you think, okay, this is something I just kind of need to plow through, but to, to ask mm-hmm. God to provide for something so large. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we just started praying, but I don't know. I didn't really think, you know, it'll probably be this or maybe God will do that. We didn't really put any thought into it further than praying for a house, praying for some some way out of this budget situation. And God started turning our hearts toward minimalism. We started um, seeing how our house was in our way. Um, he introduced us in little ways, even previous to that, in little ways to um, downsizing, little tiny seeds of inspiration um when I think Mm -hmm. back over the years previous to even purchasing our big house um so those things came back and um you know Facebook posts even though at the time it wasn't mainstream learn about tiny houses and anyone I told or said the word tiny house to I had to explain what it was um and kind of educate them on it you know because it Uh was there was no there were no tv shows or anything about tiny houses at the time um but so yeah, we, we started thinking, maybe God wants us in a tiny house. Could that really be the answer? Is that really what we want to do? And we, I remember being in the living room, and um, my husband and I are discussing this, and uh, and I'm, I kind of like a fun, crazy idea. So I'm starting to plan and starting to get ideas, you know, researching and, and saying, Ryan, do you... Are we, do we really want to do this? Do we really want to live in a tiny house? And he's like, yeah, but I want to know for sure because I don't want him to be like, sure, no problem. And then like, you know, months later being like, wait a minute, Kim, what are we doing? You know, and they right. like start backing up. So I wanted him to like seal the deal. And so we high-fived on it and we were for <laughs> sure going to live in a tiny house. And we got all these, all this cool confirmation from God. This is the right way to go. Um, we... And I entered a contest on Tumbleweed to win blueprints. They're valued at $800. And to us, I mean, at the time, that was huge because we were looking at getting all our materials on Craigslist in the free section and figuring out how to pull this together on our own. Um, And so I entered the contest, and I won. It was a bumper sticker slogan, and 
um, my entry was, if you can read this, you're in my backyard. And we won, <laughs> and we were just like, oh my gosh, God just gave us a house. It was so real. It wow. felt so amazing. And, and so we really felt affirmed, and we kept moving forward. And then there was a... Um, a casting call for Tiny House Nation, which didn't even have the name Tiny House Nation at the time. There was no, you know, it was kind of, it was really, really vague. We had no idea what we were getting into, but it felt like God was guiding this opportunity. And we ultimately were cast in the show. Um, and that kind of whirlwinded us into a fast track of downsizing very quickly and being in our house and selling our big house. And Wow. So, so the blueprints that you won from Tumbleweed, were those uh, what you used then to build the house when you went on Tiny House Nation or? Um, They're very similar, but I, plan? they are different plans there. We have a Tumbleweed and that is a Tumbleweed design. Um, but I think the, the, the real, um, like the element, the, the important piece to having the blueprint was that we were cast because we weren't just random people saying, Oh, I want to be on TV. I'll live in a tiny house. Right. We literally had the blueprints and we were making the plans and, um, you know, moving forward on our own. So that helped us to get cast. And then that opportunity was really important for us. So I think that's the part that that played for us. Okay. That makes sense. We still have those blueprints and the ones for our own home. And, you know, someday in the future, it would be really amazing to have the experience of building a tiny house. So maybe when the kids, since we homeschool, when they're in high school, maybe we would love to use that as just building opportunity design, all, you know, all that cool learning that goes into building a house. And that would be their gift as they graduate high school and move on to college. I would really love it if we could gift them a, a tiny house. Oh, that would building be... experience in the home. Yeah. So then they wow, have that's fun. All those things. Yeah. Great. So, um, so then you uh, did this casting call and you were accepted mm-hmm. to be on the show. And that's actually how um, my husband and I originally heard about you and your family is because yeah. we saw it on Tiny House Nation. And at that time we were kind of doing a lot of tiny house research. And then, uh, the next year we met you at a tiny house expo, which was great. And just got to hear a little bit about a little bit more about your story. Um, but I'd love to hear, um, what that filming experience was like for you being on, um, being on tiny house nation. And, um, you said you kind of were thrown right away into downsizing and just, you know, things picked up pretty quickly. So what, what was that like? Yeah, um, it was a very good experience for us um, because, I don't know, I know everyone has different experiences with their reality, tiny house reality shows. Um, I've heard lots of different experiences, but ours was really good. It was slow motion at first. At first, um, they wanted our, you know, you you hand them your entire budget for your tiny house, and then they kind of take it away and build your house from there and anything extra expense beyond that they take care of, um, which is really amazing. Yeah, it was, it was a really cool opportunity for us. Um, we said that our budget was $20,000. We thought because of our equity in our home, when we sold our home, we expected about 30 back in equity and we needed that extra 10,000 to cover our roof. Um, expense because our roof on our big house was really really terrible crusty and curly and just awful and when they said they they said they wanted thirty thousand dollars for our um budget and we were like how can we give away all 
all that budget. We need right. the ten thousand dollars. We kind of got an estimate on our roof. We really needed that to cover our roof. Um, but we heard God say, say yes to every opportunity, say yes to every opportunity, like mm-hmm. really loud and clear. And so wow. we were like, this is really not wise <laughs> um, <laughs> um, or responsible. So, but if God's saying to do it, let's just trust in that and we'll keep moving forward. And we really didn't have a plan at all. How were we going to manage paying for our roof if we put all our money into the tiny house? Um, but we sent them our budget, um, the full 30,000, which meant that our episode was for real. That was like, that was like signing on the dotted line. That meant we could move forward. So we were excited in that, but really nervous about how we were going to sell our house with a rotten roof. Um, but just a few days later, a guy pulled up and he said he thought he could find some wind damage on our roof and then have it covered by insurance. And we were like, no insurance adjuster is ever, ever going to say that's just wind damage. That's really like sun and time and whatever. But um, so we were just praying and praying and he brought out the insurance adjuster and we heard them make the guy was saying, all these like affirmative tones, like, mm, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. And they're like, what? So ultimately, wow. yes, they covered, um, by insurance, covered our roof and our the roof of our barn, which was $12,000 worth of stuff. Wow. That, I mean, we didn't have that. So anyways, that was the beginning right. of our entire journey on the show. Um, so that was exciting. And then um, there was a lot of waiting at first. And then it started to pick up and go really quickly. My, we were really fortunate that my uncle, Pat Matson is a contractor, and he took on the build. And so my uncle built it, and then they bring out their team, and um, bring, they, they bring their designs and ideas and some um, crew and Zach, and they all build it together. And my mom was really amazing. She was on the build site the whole time because I couldn't be – Oh, and so, you know, because they want to surprise you at the end. My mom was amazing. She had, she advocated for me and for our design and for our hopes and values and stuff. And she was really instrumental in helping us get an amazing, have an amazing experience and a great tiny house. Wow. Yeah. I, I love that. I think that would be nerve wracking, not being, you know, um, on the site when the build is happening and being able to voice your thoughts on things. So to have your mom advocate for you, is just, mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> That's great. It was so, um, so on the show, I talked to you a little bit about this, um, before, but on the show, they kind of, um, make it seem like your kids were a little hesitant to downsizing, um, and giving away some of their toys. But you said that's actually not the case that your children, um, did great with going through the process of downsizing. Can you talk to us a little bit about what that was like? Yeah, um, for sure. From the parental perspective, we wanted this to be a really easy transition. Knowing it was a very dramatic transition, we wanted to make it as, um, you know, be as sensitive as possible to their perspective from their little, you know, they're in this big house with all their things and then they watched it empty. They watched everything go. Um, Right. And then go down to the tiny house. So we... Um, you know, we went forward in, in a celebratory manner. We celebrated everything. We celebrated giving everything away. We celebrated everything about the tiny house. And so we only spoke about it in an excited, happy tone. Um, it was never like, you know, this is a sacrifice. Um, you're going to have to share a room. You know, <laughs> nothing really, nothing hard. Anything that was hard was going to be taken on, on 
taken on by me and Ryan only. Mm. And because it was, it was our goals we were meeting. It was our plan. And in no way were these guys, the kids, going to have to feel the sacrifice of that. We really wanted to buffer that. Um, so as we gave things away, we really narrated like, oh, why do we have 20 mugs? I just can only drink one cup of coffee at a time. So I can't imagine I'll need all of these in our tiny house. So one for me, one for dad. We can save two more for if grandma and grandpa come over or not and papa come over and they can have a coffee. And then somebody else can have all these other mugs. And so we, we just gave those things away. And then they were able to do the same thing. And they did such a beautiful job. Um, and then, you know, when the reality show came, they they brought out all these boxes ultimately that were empty. They looked, they made it look really full. Like we had tons of stuff. And then, um, they had the kids go through that process again, but not in is not in a very gentle way. Like we had done, they kind of made it a little more challenging, but these guys had practiced so well, um, so much the giving away and how that was a joyful thing that they really didn't experience the dramatic challenge that the reality show people wanted them to experience. So that was really good. Um, but yeah, they made it look really hard. Uh, at one point, they were trying to get drama out of my son, Sullivan, who I think was five at the time, maybe six, six. And they said, you know, Sullivan, if you could live in your big house with all your toys or your tiny house with none of your toys, what would you choose? And he was like, the tiny house. And so they didn't use that. <laughs> or, of course, they didn't use that. Right. They, they didn't get the reaction they wanted. So um, I was so proud that they were really excited. Just And that I think that we did a, a pretty good job of making it an exciting process. Like, yeah. You know, when you take your kids to Disney World, you don't say, you know, you're going to have to get up in the middle of the night and the plane ride might not be very fun and it'll be hot and you'll need to drink a lot of water and your feet will hurt because you'll watch water. You don't do that. You talk about the excitement. You you, you tell them how beautiful it's going to be and they're going to go on all these fun rides. Yeah. It's, it's course, in staging yeah. it, I think. So. And now, now you guys live... Um with the property on a, on a lake, right? Mm -hmm. So that yeah. must be, I mean, just so much fun for the kids. They have, um, you know, some space to explore and it's just a beautiful area. And yeah. what, what is that like for them? Just the adventure of living in a tiny house? Yeah. Um, we've had a lot of adventure. We started on a campground and we experienced campground life. It was a lot of fun. Um, but we really, we needed our own space. Um, and now we live on a Minnesota lake and, and we say we live outside because our door is just always open. We're always experiencing things outside. We feel like we found a treasure of a property. Um, and it's it's a, it's fun for them to bring friends over because the friends think it's like a playhouse. It's so whimsical. And, right. And, um, mm -hmm. So it's really good. We we love this life that's, that's um, that God had planned for us. We really are enjoying it. I love that. Um and what was downsizing uh, like for you and your husband? I know for myself, um, just I, I know that I have attachments, especially to uh, sentimental things that people have given us. And so when I think about um, simplifying or we start going through some things um, mm -hmm. in our own home, I see something and it's like, oh, I feel like I need to save that because that was a gift from so-and-so. So how, how do you go about that that process? Yeah, it was very cool because at first it was really slow, but I read a book called The Treasure Principle and it really opened my eyes. It helped me to see that um, 
all these things around me, they were blessings to us. Like we were a young family. So there were so many things that were given to us by, you know, family that was older than us. So we could have all the sizes of snow pants that we would need and, you know, everything we could need for our kids, all these hand-me-downs and everything. Um, So it was great to have all our needs filled, but we were really finished with those blessings. They were really great when when we needed them, and now they were going to um, serve somebody else. So the book helped us to see that rather than these things all being my possessions that I was going to have to part with, um, I could see now that they were really all God's things. This is all God's stuff, and we're just the managers of those things. So he intended for those to be blessings for us at that point, and then he intended for us to pass it along. So it was going to move along and bless somebody else, and that was okay that we were finished with it and that we were going to follow this new plan that God had for us um, and that everything was important at that time, and now, now it'll be important for somebody else. And so... As things started leaving the house, it got easier and easier and more exciting to give it away. And it was really fun to watch other people pick it up when we put it on the side of the curb for, with a free sign. It was really fun to see that and fun to share the things that um, our family also would appreciate. Like even small things like I had um, a mother's ring that my great-grandmother wore that um, my great-grandpa gave me. And that's obviously... Um, small enough that to fit in the tiny house, but I was on such a roll. It was like, Oh, I know my aunt loves this ring. I'm just going to give it to her. And it was, it was, it was really easy once I got moving to give it all away and a lot, a lot of fun. That's beautiful. I think, um, that's going to be so helpful for so many people listening. And I know helpful for me as well. I'll definitely link to that book in the show notes too, because, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, even thinking about just finances and our money and, everything we own, um, we're just the stewards and it's really yes. the Lord's. So mm-hmm. I, I love that. Great. Um, could you walk us through just a typical day for you, um, in your tiny house? Yeah. Um, typical is a good word because it's pretty typical now that we've been there for three years, it doesn't feel like it must be too different to, um, in contrast to living in a big house. The kids Hmm. totally feel normal. Everything's pretty normal. Um, But we are outside a lot. We experience a lot. Our homeschooling has a lot to do with reading a lot. Um, And we don't have TV screens or anything in the house. So I really want the kids to be intentional about doing something good. Do something good. And so um, we, we stay very busy. And the time that we're at home, I cherish because it's important to be home and just in your safe place and let, letting them find out what motivates them and what they're interested in and what books they pick up and what they find outside to explore and learn more about. Um, my husband works, so he gets up pretty early in the morning and he's home in the evening and then that special family time. We do a lot of cooking. We have a CSA farm share that we pick up, so we yeah do a lot of cooking and um, jumping in the lake and sometimes our neighbors are out there they're in their cabins so they're they're only there on the weekends but then we connect with them yeah great and and so do you have like a you mentioned homeschooling do you have a certain area in your tiny house that's specifically for uh doing schoolwork or um bookshelves or or do you spend most of your time outside doing that what is what does that look like um our homeschooling is really kind of like it's kind of unstructured 
or very subtle at least. It's very subtle. I don't want them to feel that this is where they do homeschool or this is where they learn or when they learn or even how they learn. I want them to just kind of be saturated in learning all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's bookshelves throughout the house and um, they know, I mean, regular resources like asking Google or going to the library or calling grandma and asking her or Papa is a great resource for you know, whatever skill set he has with it when it's building and fishing and stuff like that. So there are all these resources around us. So we don't stop homeschooling in the summer. We just, we're just always kind of intentionally learning, asking questions, researching and experiencing things. So um, Carol Joy's side is um, what inspires that, or who, not what, who inspires our homeschooling um, uh, structure or philosophy. Um, so we read a lot and experience a lot. Yeah. I love that. That's great. I'm just curious how, um, maybe simplifying and also just making the move to tiny house living has affected your relationship, um, with God. We have like a whole different life. Um, we saw that when we really relied on God with, you know, guiding us and fulfilling our needs and, um, you know, guiding the opportunities that we were met with and how he fulfilled our financial needs when we needed them and how he told us to say yes to every opportunity. Like, amazing things happened. He turned our lives completely upside down. We have so much more freedom and joy, and and it's taught me to rely on him in every way. I, I hesitate to make any decision on my own without consulting God's plan first. I I don't want to make tough decisions or easy decisions or anything without God guiding it um, because his plan is so much better than any plan I can ever, I can ever create. Um, so we rely on God more. We have so much faith and trust in his plan for us because we know that it's good. And, um, and it's, yeah, drastically different. We have, we, the place we found to live also has been, really amazing in the community we found in our church. We, we started checking out new churches right when we moved to our new um, property. And the first church we were in was amazing. The kids loved it. They were super excited while we were there on Sunday morning. Oh, They're great. saying, can we come again next Sunday? <laughs> yes. Oh, that's the best. <laughs> it is awesome. And so now we're super excited and joyful to be in this really amazing church. So um, we found church family very quickly and yeah, I think that that we've learned a lot in our spiritual life and how to be really attuned to what God has planned for us. Mm. That's great. And how, how would you say that going tiny has affected your relationship with uh, your family, with your husband and your kids? Oh, we're a lot closer because we're so much closer <laughs> physically. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, we have to um, address problems and challenges very quickly and um because we have to just be really respectful of each other's space and um so it's everything's kind of it's kind of like you're inside a big mirror even even for myself I reflect on my own actions and character more than I did in the big house because everything's magnified um, everything's smaller, but everything's very close to you and magnified. So I can see where I have flaws or faults or vices and, and I can address myself more quickly and keep myself in check 
and really refine. And I think that's something that God intended intends for us in this small space is to refine ourselves and our relationships and be more thoughtful and and um, respectful of each other. And that is just in every way better for our marriage and for our relationships with our kids and everything. Right. Oh, I love that. Um, that makes sense. Um, what would what would you say uh, has been the biggest struggle for uh, for you all with tiny house living? And then on the flip side, what has been the biggest joy? Hmm. Um. I guess. I guess very like day to day. The only struggle is that because we share a small space, everything that I make a mess, everything that my kids make a mess with, if we don't keep it picked up really quickly, it can get super cluttered super fast. So keeping up on that is just like the family, like from my mom perspective, I'm, it's like, it's a constant keeping up with it. I can't just walk away from a mess in one room and enjoy the cleanliness of another. Um, right. So it's all got to happen and, and get taken care of pretty quick. Um, but that's kind of, pretty minor compared to the joy the joy of living tiny is that we can reach the goals achieve the goals that we had like successfully homeschooling um my husband finished grad school and he he found an amazing position in a school district he loves he's a special education administrator and he loves his job and um in every way we're meeting all these goals um and so that's the that's the I don't know if that's the best part, but to have everything turn out like tiny house living is fun. Our family relationships are great. And then on top of it, we get to achieve the goals, which was the whole motivation for going tiny. Yeah. I, that's great. I love that. Can you, I, I realized I forgot to ask, can you tell us a little bit about what your tiny house looks like, what the setup is on the inside yeah. and um, yeah. like where you sleep, where your kids sleep, what, what that looks like? Mm-hmm. I have a lot of pictures on our website, blessthistinyhouse.com, and I I update my Instagram. I used to. I have to update that more. Um, but there's a lot of pictures there. But anyway, downstairs is like the functional stuff, the kitchen, bathroom, um, clothing, storage, everything that you need to really function um, day-to-day. But then upstairs is where we have like the creature comforts. You've got cushy pillows and big blankets and quilts and books to snuggle and read, and the kids keep toys up there. Um and that's uh, so when you're downstairs there's a a set of stairs that take you upstairs to me and Ryan's loft and then you go down the catwalk to get to the kids loft which they share okay mhm okay very fun oh i love that um so uh do you do you guys host people in your home ever or or when you have people that want to come check it out um what's that like or having family in your home um yeah. do you entertain mostly outside or we, it's kind of strange because we probably have more people visit and stay at our house than we ever did in the big house. I don't know how that oh, funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we have grandma and Nana, they'll stay the night. Um, they used to do it more often now, not well, sometimes it is often. Um, I don't know. Um, the kids have, the kids have sleepovers quite a bit. Okay. Um, and then even they can, if, if we, max out on space we just put a tent outside and they sleep outside but that actually only happened once so they they sleep they sleep with friends their friends stay in the loft and kids little kids love it and um, we entertain quite a bit but usually 
majority of that is in the winter, uh, not the winter, in the summer, because we've got the picnic table and the deck and the dock, um, and the water and the campfire pits. And um, yeah, so we have people open over quite a bit. I love that. And um, wh- what would you say is your favorite part of your house? My favorite part, I we all kind of have our favorite little nook. Um, Sullivan is in his room. Story likes to be on the stairs because she can sit on one step and her legs dangle down the next step, kind of like a little desk. <laughs> and so she's right in the middle. She's not upstairs or downstairs, but she kind of has an eye on everybody. My husband <laughs> will crash Cute. in the loft. Yeah. And then my favorite spot is right in the center at the big, I have a farmhouse sink, like a really big sink with a big window and a beautiful view of the lake. And it's like my mom's station because I can have a 360 view on everything that's happening and everybody and I also have my, my computers there, so I have a standing desk right next to the sink where I'm cooking and cleaning and prepping stuff, and yes, that's my favorite spot. I stand a lot. I stay right in the middle. But, mm-hmm. That's great, and I love what you said about the 360 view of everything, so <laughs> that is like All a mom station. You can see yeah, everything. For sure. That's yeah, so great. Mom station. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, so can you tell us about something you're loving recently? Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe something you're reading or watching or just enjoying. Yes. Uh, we just finished a Bible study at our church on the book Driven by Eternity by okay. John Bevere. Oh, my gosh. It's life-changing. It just shook us all, and um, it really changes your perspective on your day-to-day life and how urgent um, and short our little lives are here in contrast to our eternity mm-hmm. and how we can impact others and it was an amazing book, so I really highly recommend it. I've got my oh, sister check that just out. read it. Yeah, my sister just read it. My mom's reading it. My dad's going to listen to it on audio. Um, I'm trying to get people to read it and listen to it. It's very, very good. And Great. I love my husband brought in a cast iron tub and put it outside for me. Um, so now there's like an outdoor hot tub, and we put a fire oh. under it, and it's amazing. So I put a fire under it early or like later in the afternoon. And then okay. right after the kids are in bed and it's dark out, it's my soak. I've got the Epsom salts out there and everything I need. And my husband built a platform around it. So like the fire is gone. It's just ashes and coals, but the water is perfect. And it's like a, a beautiful hot tub. And then he, it drains into like this garden. When you let the water out, it all waters the garden. It's beautiful. Wow. I love that. That's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, and then finally, do you have any mom hacks to share with us or something maybe that's making your life a little simpler? Well, one that I have been thinking about this and something that I've been doing for a while because the kids, everyone's kids, right, ask a lot of questions. And um, sometimes I feel like I can't even think because my son Sullivan will go from question to question to question to question and you, I just literally can't think because all I'm doing is answering his questions. And so at <laughs> one point, and I love when the kids ask questions. That's what I wanted before I had kids. I was like, I will love it when my kids ask questions and I will never make them feel bad for asking questions because that's how you learn. Um, that's great. But I didn't realize that my brain would melt. <laughs> so um, um, <laughs> now I try to make sure that they check the evidence first. So whenever they ask a question, what is the evidence? That's what I ask them. Because whether it's that we're on our way home and how much longer till we get home, check the evidence. What do you see? 
what is around you and how can you like in for a little bit of information or even, you know, kids will just be so, they'll just say, just whatever question pops up, when are we going to eat? But I'm literally dishing up their food right now. Check the evidence. (laughs) (laughs) What do you see? Wow, that's, that's brilliant. I love that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And kids are so observant. Like my daughter, it's amazing the things that she picks up and sees. So Mm -hmm. just reminding them to check things out. Wow. I love that. That's a great, great tip. Um, so Kim, where can people find you, um, online or if they wanted to get in touch with you, ask you a question? Yeah. On my website, blessthistinyhouse.com, there are a couple options there. You can find my Facebook page, either my Bless This Tiny House Facebook page or my personal page is just Kim Castle. And my Instagram has a lot of pictures. Um, there's some videos and things you can, you can find on Tiny House Living. Also, if you're interested in just tiny houses, there's a page on Facebook called Tiny House People, and that is a wealth of information. There are a ton of resources there, and I love to keep up with that oh, great. be a part of the tiny house movement because people ask me about my tiny house, and I get to share a lot about our testimony and how God really guided it and just um, praying through it and stuff like that. So it's a really cool opportunity that I can that God kind of put us in this place that we get to speak about our tiny house and it's so woven so closely with our, our faith journey. So it's really fun to share and be a part of that. Yeah, that's so great. And you had mentioned to me earlier that um, I had seen that you were on um, a Christian radio station. Yeah. Um, was it Caleb? Is that mm-hmm. the station? But then you said you were also on a just a secular radio station, yes. um, which is so neat that you were able to share a little bit just about your experience and yeah. your life and how the it's Lord's so blessed you fun. in that way. Yeah, it's so fun. When it, I love when I get a Christian audience, and then when I'm not, when I don't have a, little, a Christian audience, I get a little more more nervous, and I have people praying for me and backing me up because, you know, I don't know how I'll be edited or how I'll be, you know, received. Oh, sure. Um, but this particular radio station interview was live, so it was like, yeah, I get to say whatever I want. It's live. <laughs> <laughs> so That's great. it's really exciting to share. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. that. Well, um, thank you so much for being on, Kim, and uh, for coming on again, because <laughs> we yeah. kind of did this twice, but yeah, I, I'm so grateful, and I've taken so much away from this, and I know our thank listeners you. will really be be blessed as well, so let me go ahead and close us in prayer. Uh, Lord, thank you for this opportunity to chat with Kim today. Uh, we pray for all those listening, and we, we thank you for them. Uh, Lord, we thank you for our homes and our families. Uh, We thank you, God, for your great providence and your generosity and all you provide for us. Um, And I pray in a special way, Lord, for those struggling today with uh, various issues, maybe things in our lives that might seem um, overwhelming or too much to handle. Um, I pray that we may have the courage to come to you in prayer and to seek your guidance and to pray for big things. And um, Jesus, we trust in you, and we offer this prayer in your holy name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Emily. Hi, friends. Thanks so much for listening in. I so enjoyed that chat with Kim. I was so grateful for what she shared about praying for big things in particular. Um, Cameron and I have been house hunting, but we recently discovered that we won't be able to qualify for a traditional mortgage because of some self-employment guidelines, and I was so inspired by my chat with Kim to just start praying for a house. (laughs) Um, I really want to learn to pray for big things, 
and I want to pray for you for big things too. Um, I pray for you all anyways, but I would love to pray for some specific intentions. So if you head over to diapersanddisciples.com, you can let me know how I can pray for you. And while you're there, you can check out the links to everything we talked about in the show notes. As always, you all are in my prayers. God bless.